And it's time for the Rural News with Maya Burry. And Maya, there are worries for the mental well-being of fruit and vegetable growers in the aftermath of the cyclone. Kia ora Charlotte. Industry group Horticulture New Zealand says this is a gruelling time, with growers still moving silt to save trees and vines and restore land used to grow vegetables. Chief Executive Nadine Tunley says everyone is feeling tired and many are questioning the future, with some big questions to be answered about where New Zealanders live, grow and farm. Fatigue, exhaustion, um, unrelenting weather events and just despair, right, trying to get on top of it. Because they do, as growers, feel quite compelled that it's their responsibility to provide food for New Zealand. So, um, yeah, very cognizant of that. Ms Tunley says there was a meeting earlier this week to talk about what long-term support from the government may be needed to get the sector back on its feet. So far, there's been a $51 million package for farmers and growers to apply for grants. That's for emergency repair work. And there's also been $4 million committed to the farming sector organisations that can support affected areas. Nadine Tunley says mental health initiatives need to be a key part of any new package. And government has put money towards some of that already as well through that first fund, that $4 million. Um, But we're going to need more now. We're going to need a bit more of a strategy around it and how we make sure that we um, don't lose anyone along the way, you know, just through frustration and despair. And any farmers or growers that need immediate support can call the Rural Support Trust's 0800 helpline. Meanwhile, Countdown plans to expand its Odd Bunch initiative that's in response to the fresh produce supply challenges that have been caused by the cyclone. Supermarket spokesperson Peter DeVet says the scheme involves selling produce that's small or has minor cosmetic damage at a reduced rate, and he says now more than ever this will help support its growers and address supply shortages. The purpose of that brand really um, originated by for the purpose of actually accessing parts of the crop that wouldn't normally make it to a supermarket. There's nothing wrong with those products. It's usually you know, purely a cosmetic um, a challenge that the product have got or, or different sizing to what would normally be in a standard product. So we'll use Odd Bunch to make sure that we get as much product as possible from these growers. You know, As I said, cash flow is going to be really critical for them over the coming months. Um, so the more product we can get through to our, um, through to our customers, um, the better. And, and also in the main, you know, that normally um, equates to really good value for customers as well. And any um, crops in, in particular that spring to mind with that? I guess uh, kumara, but also avocado orchards that have had a pretty um, big knock. Yeah, those are two cracking examples, actually. I think avos will definitely be one of them. You know, it, it, in, under normal circumstances, about 20 to 30% of the avocados we sell are odd bunch. I think we'll see that shift probably up to the 50, 60% mark. Um, so, so absolutely, and each crop will, will have its own nuances, but um, I think overall we'll see a shift, in, certainly in the short term. And Peter DeVet says Countdown is providing $700,000 in grants to its growers that have been impacted by the cyclone. He says it's also committed to specifically promoting Hawke's Bay and Gisborne growers' produce in its stores and online. The Animal Health Agency, Osprey, says it's taking a pragmatic approach to TB testing and animal movement in flood-affected North Island regions. Since 2019, parts of Hawke's Bay have been a hot spot for bovine tuberculosis. There's about 700 herds within restricted movement control areas. 
Osprey's Head of Disease Management, Danny Templeman, says if farmers in those zones can safely test animals before they leave the farm, then that's great. But there are other options too. However, if you can't, and we obviously understand you know, the, the amount of devastation uh, in the area, some, some people won't uh, be able to do that. There is an option of applying for an exemption to pre-movement testing, which you uh, just call our contact centre and we can arrange that. And essentially, that just um, delays the testing until they get to a new location, so where we can undertake the testing. Um, we would urge uh, farmers to, you know, if they are receiving some of these animals, keep them separate and we'll undertake that test and, uh, and then they can just join the join the mob that you were intending putting him with. So we're trying to, I guess, be as pragmatic as possible um, with that. And, and that also includes, I guess, the Northland, Coromandel and Gisborne areas where we're, we're not going to look, we do routine testing in those areas for surveillance purposes. Uh, we won't be pushing anyone or enforcing any TB testing over the, you know, the coming months. We'll sort of try and work with farmers, make sure that they're not just got an extra thing on their plate at the moment. Osprey says farmers with infected herds are being dealt with individually and Osprey is putting extra effort into monitoring wildlife movements after the flooding to see if animals like possums have moved outside their zones and this will include checking animals in regions that it hasn't surveyed in the past. Just lastly, an agricultural analyst says sheep and beef farmers look to be entering a period of more consistent farm gate prices. Red meat returns have fluctuated massively during different phases of the COVID-19 pandemic. The average lamb export value in January was $10.76 a kilogram, while for beef it was $8.14. Both of those are lower than the same time in January last year. But AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crode says after a turbulent period, markets do appear to be stabilising. And what we are actually seeing is, is sort of lamb values coming back to where they were pre-COVID, the pre-COVID era. Um, mm. And beef values, beef values are okay. We've seen some downside towards the end of last year, but they have rallied again in the last few weeks. Um, so we're actually seeing, like even at the farm gate, those beef prices are relatively strong compared to historical um, price points. So, yeah, I mean, look, we, we've we've come off that bubble of um, of the COVID recovery that sort of really influenced those 21, 22 prices. Um, and I think where we're at, um, we're sitting in a, in a fairly good position. Yes, lower than what we've been used to. Um, but we're starting to see markets appear um, more active and looking to buy both lamb and beef. So, yeah, I think we're in a pretty good position. And Mel Crowd says the industry doesn't want to push markets beyond what's sustainable. And that wraps up the rural news for today. Koyara te porongo o te tai whenua. Kia ora, Maya. Thank you very much.